on this episode, Salt and the Best Kind of Win. This is the Holistic Alpha Male Optimization Podcast, where we help you unleash your true power as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Stephen Mathis. Thanks for listening. We're going to talk about salt in a few minutes. But first, we talked yesterday about getting wins in four different categories on a daily or near daily basis to ensure that we're continually making progress and growing. So getting those daily wins in the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and the sexual. Let's talk about a particular kind of win that we don't have the opportunity to get every day. But when we do have the opportunity, it's very important and it's incredibly beneficial. And the interesting thing is that in this situation that we'll talk about, most people, you take most people out there in the world, they don't view this as an opportunity at all. And they certainly don't view it as an opportunity to get a win but it definitely is. So let me tell you a story. We were on our Zoom call today that we do an inner circle every weekday. Charles was telling us about the fact that he's been in a little bit of a funk the last couple of days. Hasn't really been feeling that same kind of physical fire and uh, just inner fire mind been kind of going places that he doesn't really want it to go. Just been feeling kind of off. And he used a phrase when he was telling us about it that I loved and I think is awesome, which is embrace the funk. So he was recognizing that he's in a little bit of a funk, but embracing it. And that's something that meditation and our inner world practice, that's the big thing it allows us to do is to move through challenging periods of life. And of course, good times as well, but especially to move through the harder parts, the challenging pieces of life with clarity and awareness and from a state of observation, because often we get swept up in those times. So a lot of people, a lot of times when they're in that funk, when they're feeling off, we kind of get swept up in it where we just get sort of carried away in those feelings. It affects what we do. We're resisting it. And meditation and our inner world practice allows us to move through those kind of situations where we can actually see it and say, oh, interesting. You know, this is kind of feeling this way. My mind's doing this and my emotions are doing that. And it doesn't mean that those things instantly change, but it does mean that we get our power and control back because when we're swept away in the stuff, we have no power and control. When we can see it and observe it, now we have power because now we can act with intention. We can see the stuff and we can experience it, but we can still act from a place of intention. And that's what Charles did is he was continuing to act from a place of intention. He was in a funky place, saw that, understood it, embraced it, and continued to knock out the things that he wanted to knock out, to continue to move forward. And one of those things was his burpees. And he's telling us about how uh, yesterday or earlier this morning, uh, his burpees were especially challenging versus what they normally are. You know, And he's hitting a particular number where usually he's cruising past that to a higher number. And at those lower numbers, he's just struggling already. And what he did is he got it done anyway, and he knocked it out anyway. And that is the best kind of win of all. That is a grit win. And a grit win is when we're feeling shitty, when something's off, when something's going on, and you get the other win anyway. So we have those physical, mental, spiritual, sexual wins, right? When we can be in an off place, when we can be in a funk, and we can move through and get a win in one of those categories anyway, that's a grit win. 
And we don't have the opportunity to do that every day because not every day, hopefully not every day, you're going to wake up in a funky place, right? It's only going to happen at certain times. And again, most people, when they're in that funk, they're not seeing it as an opportunity. I mean, I know for a lot of my life, I didn't see those kind of funks as an opportunity, but now I do. Because now I know when I go to get that training session in, or when I sit down to meditate, when my mind and emotions are already kind of crazy, or I knock out whatever win it is, when I'm in a funky place, it's like, okay, this is an opportunity to really, really strengthen the foundation. Because that's what great wins do. They strengthen the foundation and the evidence that you have within yourself of the fact that you can knock things out even when it's hard and even when you don't feel good and even when you're not at your best. And the more evidence that you build that supports that, the way that it strengthens your overall foundation as a human being is incredible. So look for those grit wins. Don't resist them when you're feeling funky, when you're feeling off, when your body hurts, when your emotions are in a weird place, when your mind is doing something you don't want it to do. Look at those as opportunities and recognize that, okay, I see this is happening. I'm aware of it, but I still get to choose with intention my course of action. And when you choose a powerful course of action, a positive course of action, even when you're in that funky place and you knock it out, that's a grit win. So continue to get all your wins and especially go get those grit wins, man. All right, let's talk about salt. Now, this is one of those things. There's a lot of very complex scientific stuff that you can dive into. And I'm not going to do that here for a couple of reasons. One, I don't really have the depth of knowledge. A lot of it is very complex and it's not my specialty. And two, I don't want to take that much time. What I want to do is bring your attention to something, talk about a few key points and point you in a direction that I think will help you. So the deal with salt is this. Basically, salt has been improperly made to be this bad guy, right? There's this idea floating around in society and that often gets pushed by Western medicine that salt is bad and we need to limit our salt intake as much as we can. And the reality, including the reality that the actual science shows, is very far from that. The reality is that sodium is absolutely crucial to our body's functioning and it's crucial to our body's thriving. And there's a couple different parts of that. And again, there's a lot of complexity that you can dive into about why that is and exactly where sodium plays in all these different you know, functions in our body, but there's a couple big ones to think about. One is, is water. Water cannot actually reach our cells. It doesn't actually get into our cells to hydrate us unless we have sufficient sodium intake. So no matter how much water you're drinking, if you're not getting enough sodium, you're not going to be hydrated. And then another thing to think about is on the cellular level, there's this thing called the sodium potassium pump. And the sodium potassium pump basically shifts things in and out of the cell. It's like this uh, you know, railway that's essentially carrying things in and out of the cell and it carries all kinds of things. But the bottom line is that if we have insufficient sodium, it affects that sodium potassium pump in a negative way. And it reduces our body's ability to thrive on a cellular level. So you might be thinking, oh, well, I get plenty of sodium. The interesting thing is that people who eat crappy, if you're eating junk, if you're eating fast food all day, then yeah, you're probably getting a bunch of sodium. You're also getting a bunch of other toxic crap. The interesting thing is that as we eat more and more healthy, generally the healthier people eat, they start to reduce their sodium intake. And that's often the time that a lot of people will get caught up in not actually having sufficient sodium intake is when they eat really well. So if you eat really well, you very well may be getting 
insufficient sodium for what your body needs. So what is insufficient sodium? Well, the starting place, and by the way, I want to take a moment right here to direct you to, there's a guide that's great to learn from a doctor who's written an awesome book that you can check out both his stuff and his book. If you want to dive into more of this and into more of the technical basis for this and his recommendations and all that kind of stuff. The book is called The Salt Fix, and it's by a doctor named uh, Dr. James D. Nicolantonio. Awesome guy to follow and learn from and awesome book. So what he talks about is a starting point of 3000 milligrams per day. Now, a lot of the mainstream messaging that you'll see, we'll talk about keeping your sodium intake to 2000 milligrams or less, or if you're on a low sodium diet to keep it to even 1500 milligrams or less. And basically this idea that less is better, but the reality is it's just not true. So Dr. D. Nicolantonio talks about a starting point of 3000 milligrams. Now, some things are going to raise that requirement. So heavy physical training, a lot of sweating, caffeine intake, those are all things that were that are going to increase the requirement for sodium because they're things that cause our body to use up or get rid of more sodium. So in the case of caffeine, our body will essentially shed sodium as a result of caffeine intake. So if the starting point is 3000 milligrams and you're having a heavy training day where you're sweating a lot and you're having some caffeine as part of your day, your requirements are going to be more, potentially a lot more, right? They might be 4,000 milligrams, 5,000 milligrams, maybe even 6,000 milligrams. So the point overall is to recognize that number one, salt is not a bad guy. Salt is very, very crucial. And it's very possible that if you eat quite healthy, that you may not be getting enough sodium intake. The first thing to do is actually just measure it. That would be ideal. Use a food tracker and for the next week, track all of your food and track your sodium intake. In terms of salt that you put on food, like if you're shaking salt on your food, measure it out first and then pinch it from the measured amount. And then you can get sort of a, an idea. So if you take a week and you get an overall idea of what your current sodium intake is, that would be a good thing. There's a couple of things to try as well. One is having a glass of salt water when you first wake up. Now, by the way, when it comes to salt, don't just buy regular table salt. There's two kinds of salt that I would highly recommend because it's not just about sodium. We need all these other trace minerals that comes along with it. And your normal uh, table salt, white table salt doesn't contain all those other minerals. They're very important. So I would get either Redmond sea salt, which you can get lots of places, um, or get a Celtic sea salt. And you can get that online. Um, you may be able to get it at a local store, uh, but you can definitely get it online. So get one of those two kinds of salt. They're vastly superior. So the first thing to try is have a glass of salt water when you wake up in the morning. That's when our body is the most dehydrated because you've been sleeping all night. You haven't had any hydration all night. So it's a very crucial time. So a lot of guys, and I've told a lot of guys about this and I hear over and over again that when, when guys start doing these things, they feel better. That's the ultimate test is to test it and see, okay, if I actually increase my sodium intake, if I increase my salt intake with this good high quality salt, do I feel better? Do I perform better? You very well may find that you do. So try a glass of salt water when you first wake up in the morning. So a nice full glass of water, put either half a teaspoon or a teaspoon of salt, of salt in that. The other time to try it is pre-workout. So again, when you head into a workout, you want to be optimally hydrated. If you are, you're going to perform better. Having some salt water pre-workout can make actually a very big difference. So again, you might try half teaspoon or a teaspoon in a good amount of water before your workout. So try those two things, track and figure out how much sodium you're actually 
taking in. And again, if you're eating junk and, you know, don't eat junk, but if you are, it's very possible that you're probably getting enough sodium because a lot of processed food does have a lot of sodium intake or sodium uh, content. But if you're eating well, if you're preparing a lot of your own food, you very well may be not getting enough. So check out Dr. James D. Nicolantonio. His book called The Salt Fix is very good. Overall takeaway, don't look at salt as this bad guy and recognize that it's very possible that you may actually not be getting enough salt and the right kind of salt. And by fixing those two problems, you might perform better and feel better. I know I do. I was not getting enough salt for a long time, started to get hip to these ideas. And as I've implemented this, I feel better in a lot of ways. Um, and those are the times that I generally will take that uh, additional salt in is just when I mentioned first thing in the morning and pre-workout. And I've found it to work really well. A lot of guys I've told about this feel better, perform better. So try it, track and understand how much salt you're taking in and see if maybe you feel better with a little bit more. Go out there and kick ass. Have an amazing rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon.